Section 4 of The Adventures of Buster Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Buster Bear by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 13 Farmer Brown's Boy and Buster Bear Meet. If you should meet with Buster Bear while walking through the wood, what would you do? Now tell me true. I'd run the best I could. That is what Farmer Brown's boy did when he met Buster Bear, and a lot of the little people of the green forest, and some from the green meadows, saw him. When Farmer Brown's boy came hurrying home from the Laughing Brook without any fish one day, and told about the great footprint he had seen in a muddy place on the bank deep in the green forest, and had said he was sure that it was the footprint of a bear, he had been laughed at. Farmer Brown had laughed and laughed. Why, said he, there hasn't been a bear in the green forest for years and years, not since my own grandfather was a little boy and that, you know, was a long, long, long time ago. If you want to find Mr. Bear, you'll have to go to the great woods. I don't know who made that footprint, but it certainly couldn't have been a bear. I think you must have imagined it. Then he had laughed some more, all of which goes to show how easy it is to be mistaken, and how foolish it is to laugh at things you really don't know about. Buster Bear had come to live in the green forest, and Farmer Brown's boy had seen his footprint. But Farmer Brown laughed so much, and made fun of him so much, that at last his boy began to think that he must have been mistaken after all. So when he heard Blacky the Crow and Sammy Jay making a great fuss near the edge of the green forest, he never once thought of Buster Bear as he started over to see what was going on. When Blacky and Sammy saw him coming, they moved a little farther into the green forest, still scheming in the most excited way. They felt sure that Farmer Brown's boy would follow them, and they meant to lead him to where Sammy had seen Buster Bear that morning. Then they would find out for sure if what little Joe Otter had said was true, that Farmer Brown's boy really was afraid of Buster Bear. Now, all around, Behind trees and stumps, and under thick branches, and even in treetops, were other little people watching, with round, wide-open eyes, to see what would happen. It was very exciting, the most exciting thing they could remember. You see, they had come to believe that Farmer Brown's boy wasn't afraid of anybody, or anything, and as most of them were very much afraid of him, they had hard work to believe that he would really be afraid of even such a great, big, strong fellow as Buster Bear. Everyone was so busy watching Farmer Brown's boy that no one saw Buster coming from the other direction. You see, Buster walked very softly. Big as he is, he can walk without making the teeniest, weeniest sound. And that is how it happened that no one saw him or heard him until just as Farmer Brown's boy stepped out from behind one side of a thick little hemlock tree, Buster Bear stepped out from behind the other side of that same little tree. And there they were, face to face. Then everybody held their breath, even Blacky the Crow and Sammy Jay. 
For just a little minute it was so still there in the green forest that not the least little sound could be heard. What was going to happen? End of chapter 13 Chapter 14 A Surprising Thing Happens Blacky the Crow and Sammy Jay, looking down from the top of a tall tree, held their breath. Happy Jack the Gray Squirrel and his cousin, Chatterer the Red Squirrel, looking down from another tree, held their breath. Unc Billy Possum, sticking his head out from a hollow tree, held his breath. Bobby Coon, looking through a hole in a hollow stump in which he was hiding, held his breath. Reddy Fox, lying flat down behind a heap of brush, held his breath. Peter Rabbit, sitting bolt upright under a thick hemlock branch with eyes and ears wide open, held his breath. And all the other little people who happened to be where they could see did the same thing. You see, it was the most exciting moment ever was in the green forest. Farmer Brown's boy had just stepped out from behind one side of a little hemlock tree, and Buster Bear had just stepped out from behind the opposite side of the little hemlock tree, and neither had known that the other was anywhere near. For a whole minute they stood there face to face, gazing into each other's eyes, while everybody watched and waited, and it seemed as if the whole green forest was holding its breath. Then something happened. Yes, sir, something happened. Farmer Brown's boy opened his mouth and yelled. It was such a sudden yell and such a loud yell that it startled a chatterer so that he nearly fell from his place in the tree. And it made Reddy Fox jump to his feet, ready to run. And that yell was a yell of fright. There was no doubt about it, for with the yell, Farmer Brown's boy turned and ran for home, as no one ever had seen him run before. He ran just as Peter Rabbit runs when he has got to reach the dear old briar patch before Reddy Fox can catch him, which, you know, is as fast as he can run. Once he stumbled and fell, but he scrambled to his feet in a twinkling, and away he went without once turning his head to see if Buster Bear was after him. There wasn't any doubt that he was afraid very much afraid. Everybody leaned forward to watch him. What did I tell you? Didn't I say that he was afraid of Buster Bear? cried Little Joe Otter, dancing about with excitement. You are right, Little Joe. I'm sorry that I doubted it. See him go! shrieked Blacky the Crow. For a minute or two everybody forgot about Buster Bear. Then there was a great crash, which made everybody turn to look the other way. What do you think they saw? Why, Buster Bear was running away, too, and he was running twice as fast as Farmer Brown's boy. He bumped into trees and crashed through bushes and jumped over logs, and in almost no time at all, he was out of sight. Altogether, it was the most surprising thing that the little people of the Green Forest ever had seen. Sammy Jay looked at Blacky the Crow, and Blacky looked at Chatterer, and Chatterer looked at Happy Jack, and Happy Jack looked at Peter Rabbit, and Peter Rabbit looked at Unc Billy Possum, and Unc Billy Possum looked at Bobby Coon, and Bobby looked at Johnny Chuck, and Johnny looked at Reddy Fox, and Reddy looked at Jimmy Skunk, and Jimmy looked at Billy Mink, and Billy looked at Little Joe Otter, and for a minute 
Nobody could say a word. Then Little Joe gave a funny little gasp. Why, why, said he, <laughs> I believe Buster Bear is afraid too, Unc Billy Possum chuckled. Ah, I believe you are right, Br'er Otter, said he. It certainly does look so. If Br'er Bear isn't scared, he must have remembered something important and is gone to attend to it in a powerful hurry. Then everybody began to laugh. End of chapter 14 Chapter 15 Buster Bear is a Fallen Hero A fallen hero is someone to whom everyone has looked up as very brave and then proves to be less brave than he was supposed to be. That was the way with Buster Bear. When Little Joe Otter had told how Farmer Brown's boy had been afraid at the mere sight of one of Buster Bear's big footprints, they had at once made a hero of Buster. At least some of them had, as this was the first time, the very first time, that they had ever known anyone who lives in the Green Forest to make Farmer Brown's boy run away, they looked on Buster Bear with a great deal of respect and were very proud of him. But now they had seen Buster Bear and Farmer Brown's boy meet face to face, and while it was true that Farmer Brown's boy had run away as fast as ever he could, it was also true that Buster Bear had done the same thing. He had run even faster than Farmer Brown's boy, and had hidden in the most lonely place he could find in the very deepest part of the green forest. It was hard to believe, but it was true and right away everybody lost a great deal of the respect for Buster which they had felt. It was always that way. They began to say unkind things about him. They said them among themselves, and some of them even said them to Buster when they met him, or said them so that he would hear them. Of course, Blacky the Crow and Sammy Jay, who, because they can fly, have nothing to fear from Buster, and who always delight in making other people uncomfortable, never let a chance go by to tell Buster and everybody else within hearing what they thought of him. They delighted in flying about through the green forest until they had found Buster Bear, and then, from the safety of the treetops, screaming at him, Buster Bear is big and strong, his teeth are big, his claws are long. In spite of these he runs away and hides himself the live-long day. A dozen times a day Buster would hear them screaming this. He would grind his teeth and glare up at them, but that was all he could do. He couldn't get at them. He just had to stand it and do nothing. But when impudent little Chatterer the Red Squirrel shouted the same thing from a place just out of reach in a big pine tree, Buster could stand it no longer. He gave a deep, angry growl that made little shivers run over Chatterer, and then suddenly he started up that tree after Chatterer. With a frightened little shriek, Chatterer scampered to the top of the tree. He hadn't known that Buster could climb, but Buster is a splendid climber, especially when the tree is big and stout as this one was, and now he went up after Chatterer, growling angrily. How Chatterer did wish that he had kept his tongue still. He ran to the very top of the tree, so frightened that his teeth chattered, and when he looked down and saw Buster's great mouth coming nearer and nearer, he nearly tumbled down with terror. 
The worst of it was, there wasn't another tree near enough for him to jump to. He was in trouble this time, was Chatterer, sure enough, and there was no one to help him. End of chapter 15 Chapter 16 Chatterer the Red Squirrel Jumps for His Life It isn't very often that Chatterer the Red Squirrel knows fear. That is one reason that he is so often impudent and saucy. But once in a while a great fear takes possession of him, as when he knows that Shadow the Weasel is looking for him. You see, he knows that Shadow can go wherever he can go. There are very few of the little people of the Green Forest and the Green Meadows who do not know fear at some time or other. But it comes to Chatterer as seldom as to anyone, because he is very sure of himself and his ability to hide or run away from danger. But now, as he clung to a little branch near the top of a tall pine tree in the green forest, and looked down at the big sharp teeth of Buster Bear drawing nearer and nearer, and listened to the deep angry growls that made his hair stand on end, Chatterer was too frightened to think. If only he had kept his tongue still instead of saying hateful things to Buster Bear. If only he had known that Buster Bear could climb a tree. If only he had chosen a tree near enough to other trees for him to jump across. But he had said hateful things. He had chosen to sit in a tree which stood quite by itself, and Buster Bear could climb. Chatterer was in the worst kind of trouble, and there was no one to blame but himself. That is usually the case with those who get into trouble. Nearer and nearer came Buster Bear, and deeper and angrier sounded his voice. Chatterer gave a little frightened gasp, and looked this way and looked that way. What should he do? What could he do? The ground seemed a terrible distance below. If only he had wings like Sammy Jay, but he hadn't. growled Buster Bear. I'll teach you manners. I'll teach you to treat your betters with respect. I'll swallow you whole. That's what I'll do. Oh, cried Chatterer. I'll eat you all up to the last hair on your tail, growled Buster, scrambling a little nearer. Oh, oh, cried Chatterer, and ran out to the very tip of the little branch to which he had been clinging. Now, if Chatterer had only known it, Buster Bear couldn't reach him way up there, because the tree was too small at the top for such a big fellow as Buster. But Chatterer didn't think of that. He gave one more frightened look down at those big teeth, then he shut his eyes and jumped, jumped straight out for the faraway ground. It was a long, long, long way down to the ground, and it certainly looked as if such a little fellow as Chatterer must be killed. But Chatterer had learned from Old Mother Nature that she had given him certain things to help him at just such times, and one of them is the power to spread himself very flat. He did it now. He spread his arms and legs out just as far as he could, and that kept him from falling as fast and as hard as he otherwise would have done, because being spread out so flat that way, the air held him up a little. And then there was his tail, that funny little tail he is so fond of jerking when he scolds. This helped him, too. 
It helped him keep his balance and keep from turning over and over. Down, down, down he sailed and landed on his feet. Of course, he hit the ground pretty hard, and for just a second he quite lost his breath. But it was only for a second, and then he was scurrying off as fast as a frightened squirrel could. Buster Bear watched him and grinned. I didn't catch him that time, he growled, but I guess I gave him a good fright and taught him a lesson. End of chapter 16 and end of section 4 Recording by John Leader, Bloomington, Illinois